I was leading a ton of workshops. I had a ton of opportunities, but I still felt like it wasn't where I wanted to be. It wasn't, it was just me doing more and more and more and more activity, more classes. If I want to make more money, I have to do more. And I just didn't want to do more. So I quit. I quit everything. Just one day, sent an email saying, I quit. All my jobs, all my fitness jobs. I met a guy. A month later, I moved across the country with him. And a month later, I got pregnant. So that's when I had to make a choice of, I don't have anything anymore. I don't have family. I don't have support. I moved from Fargo to Washington. I thought it was temporary, but then I found myself with a baby on the way and not really knowing what to do. My community was gone. My yoga teaching was gone. But what I did have, I had my skills as a yoga teacher. Could have been any skills. I had skills and I had the internet. So I knew I could make this work. Have you ever found yourself in a pivotal point in life? Maybe it's one where you don't know where to go next. My next guest reminds you how you can rediscover your skills and talents in a whole new way. After years as a yoga teacher and graphic designer, Ashley Hagen wanted something more. And when life threw her a couple of curveballs, she got back to her roots and transformed her skills into a business training new yoga teachers so they can launch their own online businesses and they can make an impact and create a thriving yoga business. Let's welcome Ashley of Ashes Yoga to the show. You're listening to the Fit Fabulous Life Podcast, where we share stories that encourage you to be in the driver's seat of your own well-being and create a life you love. I'm your host, Kay Cote, and my hope is that you find stories on this podcast that you can relate to, that encourage you and remind you of how fabulous you really are. So today, you guys, I have an incredible guest that I knew from when I first moved to Fargo, North Dakota. I met her. Her name is Ashley, and she was an aspiring yoga instructor at that time. And her and I, our lives kind of cross paths from time to time just in the downtown community. And now she's living an awesome life. She's moved away from Fargo, and I'm so excited to share her story with you. So Ashley, can you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? Thank you so much, Kay. This is so wonderful to reconnect again. I remember when back in the Fargo days years ago, just connecting over graphic design and business and that kind of thing. And and that is really when I was an aspiring yoga teacher and also aspiring business owner. I knew I wanted to do more with yoga teaching But that was about, I would say, six or seven years ago that I started teaching yoga in-person classes in a wonderful studio in Fargo. I loved it. It was wonderful. But I knew teaching 15 in-person group classes a week wasn't going to be sustainable if I wanted to start a family or if I wanted to take vacation or if I wanted to do anything that wasn't being present or what if I got injured. So I was sort of on this path of thinking, what's going to be my plan when I'm not able to, to be that active, energetic, 20-something-year-old? What, what happens as I get older if I have kids? And now I do have a child, so <laughs> things had to change. And yeah, so my really journey started with um, working as a full-time graphic designer and then taking a yoga teacher training and just being so inspired that I did something I wouldn't recommend and I just quit my job on a whim and decided to go yoga full time 
I ended up working 10 times harder for half the pay, but it was very, very fulfilling. I loved it at the time. I had the energy to do it, but I still wasn't able to save money. I wasn't making a lot. Um, You can't work full time as a in-person fitness instructor and the pay isn't great. It's a passion thing. And so my passion was there, but again, I knew for my future, I needed to do more. So I ended up in the, how can we make this a business type of thought? I love that you share this story because, you know, you and I have kind of a similar background and like you have that marketing, graphic design, and then got inspired by you know, group fitness teaching yoga. And I've been in that same boat. And I agree with you. It's like, it's impossible to make it as a fitness instructor without something more. And I've been in, I'm actually kind of in that boat right now is trying to find how to grow it. And so is that, that's kind of how you started this idea of a business. Now, how did you come up with what you're doing now? Okay. So in 2015, I remember taking an online course. I didn't know it was a thing back then, but it was like a love your asana challenge or something. It was a 30-day course. And I looked at this and I, I, that was a spark in my brain that said, I want to do this someday. I have no idea how. I don't know how to build a website like this. I don't know how to do any of this, but this is what I want to do someday. So I just kept that in my mind, sort of maybe manifesting or just sort of sitting there. Like I'm going to create online courses. I'm going to do something. Again, I don't know the in-between. I just know the end result. I don't know exactly how it's going to look, but I'm going to keep that in my mind. So I started on this path of educating myself about web web design, um, going more in my graphic design, taking more courses to figure out what they were all about because it was still kind of a new thing. I don't know that there was a lot of online learning, at least that that wasn't like a college course. It was self-development courses. So I ended up taking a few more courses and I just kept thinking to myself, I want to do this someday. And so it took a couple years of just learning, of being educated, of trying different things, but not really succeeding. So I kept teaching a bunch, a bunch of classes. And, and then I had the information. I had the knowledge in my head to do it, but I didn't have the drive to actually make the shift right away until, bum, 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 until, until one day I decided I, I felt, so this is kind of shifting. In 2017, I felt like I kind of hit my plateau of where I wanted to be as a fitness instructor, as a yoga teacher. I was leading a ton of workshops. I had a ton of opportunities, but I still felt like it wasn't where I wanted to be. It wasn't, it was just me doing more and more and more and more activity, more classes. If I want to make more money, I have to do more. And I just didn't want to do more. So I quit. I quit everything. Just one day, sent an email saying, I quit. All my jobs, all my fitness jobs. I met a guy. A month later, I moved across the country with him. And a month later, I got pregnant. So that's when... I had to make a choice of, I don't have anything anymore. I don't have family. I don't have support. I moved from Fargo to Washington. I thought it was temporary, but then I found myself with a baby on the way and not really knowing what to do. My community was gone. My yoga teaching was gone. But what I did have, I had my skills as a yoga teacher, could have been any skills. I had skills and I had the internet. So I knew I could make this work. So that's when I really started that was 2018. I really started 
diving into making YouTube videos and just doing whatever I could from home with my skills of yoga teaching, my background in graphic design and marketing and, and fast internet. And I wish I could say, and it just exploded from there, but it really didn't. <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> it was still a really long journey. That whole 2018, again, I was pregnant. I Hormones I had no idea about. I wasn't planning on having a baby or I didn't, I didn't really know what to expect. So it took still longer. But it's, again, I still had that seed in my mind that I wanted to do courses. I wanted to teach online. And so I started Baby Steps. The first thing I, I dove into was creating an ebook. And it was just, it wasn't even, it wasn't fancy. It was just a PDF that was how to sequence a yoga class. And people would buy it for $27. And every time I got a sale, I'd high five myself and I'd be so excited. And so I got a couple sales a week. And that gave me the confidence to think, okay, people I don't know are buying something I made. So it's possible. I can keep doing this. I just have to keep doing it. So um, I started with that. And so instead of, I didn't have a backup of teaching a bunch of classes anymore. I had to sell things online. I was 30 miles from the nearest town, no yoga studios. So it sort of forced me to use what I had learned the years prior. And that's mm-hmm. uh, that was 2018. Wow. That is an incredible story. And honestly, for me personally, very, very inspiring because I'm kind of at that cusp right now with what I'm growing. And I think that's, that's incredible that, you know, especially it's, it's crazy when life throws us these, these whammos, these big heavy hitters that are just like completely shift our lives and how we almost go into go mode out of necessity, which forces us to kind of launch something because it's like, there's no other option. So that was exactly what happened. I felt like I didn't have an option or I didn't have many options. So I had to choose something. And that's what really helped was to choose a topic that I could be really good at, that people needed a gap in the marketplace. And I chose how to sequence and plan a yoga class. My regular, what I wanted to teach was I wanted to teach handstands. I want to teach arm balances and power yoga, but that wasn't what people were coming to me for online. And I had one YouTube video that did well, and it was a yoga sequencing video, and it really isn't my passion. It's not what I love, but it's what people were finding me for. And so that's why I just decided I got to stick to this topic. It's what I have. It's what people want. I could sell something with this. And I and I did that. And it's kind of grown from there the past few years. Um, from that, if we keep going along had a baby, took about six months off, started teaching local yoga classes again. I did have support, but I also had pressure to provide more financially from my son's father. (laughs) It was just, I didn't have a lot of emotional support. I didn't have a lot of support with what I was doing because he didn't understand online business. He's more in the trade time for dollars type of thing, or he would see me on Facebook and get mad at me thinking, why are you not working? Like this is working. This you <laughs> so it took some time to to help him understand that what I was doing was just different, but it was going to work. I I had to know myself deep down that it was going to work, and I knew it was because I had nobody else cheering me on. Um, so I had to cheer myself on, and I kept saying, "It's going to work. It's going to work. It's going to work." 
And I had this like deep desire because I don't want to work for someone else. I just do not want to go get a coffee shop job down the street. I love the baristas. I love going there and chatting their ears off, but I don't want to work for someone else. I've tried it. I'm not good at it. I am too passionate about what I do myself to take orders from someone. And there's pros and cons to that, of course, but I knew it was going to work. So I kept at it and jump ahead. I uh, partnered with a local YMCA, filled a yoga teacher training, led a yoga teacher training, made some money, and I bought a yoga studio. So that was also like, what? A yoga studio. But think of the dates. It was October 2019 when I opened. Oh, what man. happened five months later? <laughs> oh, man, girl. Oh, yes. I feel for you. But wow. So I bought this yoga studio it was a great price. It was just in town. We moved to this cute little town. It was perfect. And we were building and February and March were just like, I could see the numbers increasing. The community was increasing. I had taken over a studio that was closing. So it already had some community to it. And then March, 2020, (laughs) that happened. Yoga studio closed. Relationship on the outs. Single mom parenting, here I come. And a yoga studio that made no money and rent was not cheap. So Mm -hmm. this is when I took my experience from 2018 and prior when I said online courses and I got to work. And so nap time was two to three hours, just focus work. 8 p.m. bedtime to midnight or 1 a.m. I was working on online courses. So I ended up knowing more at the time because I had led trainings and I had done the pre-education work that I needed to do. And so for a few months there, I was just, I was working any chance I could on my computer, just in real hustle mode because we needed to do that. And in pre like beginning of the pandemic, and I didn't, again, didn't feel like I had many options. I had very high rent to pay. I didn't know there were grants available yet. So I said, I got, I got to work. Within 24 hours, I was doing online classes. I'd never done Zoom classes before. And then, and then I ended up realizing what was working and what wasn't working. And I could cut out what wasn't working, all the busy work, and actually find what was working. And for me, again, it was always in the back of my mind, online courses. So I sold an online course, just a mini one, for $37. And within a week, had made for over $4,000. And I was like, thank goodness I can pay my rent. And with that 4000 I was able to secretly prove to the apartment complex that I had was making income and they approved me for an apartment. Thank goodness. Otherwise, without that, I would have never been able to move into an apartment. And so things just worked out really well. Um, it was hard. 2020 was tough, but I would say 2018 was harder trying to get that up and going and having a baby not knowing what to expect. But 2020 came and I felt like I was prepared for it. Like I could handle this. If I could do two years prior, I could do this. And I had a little bit of a leg up with the people I was working with. I was working with yoga teachers who didn't know anything about online. So that's when I said, I know I can help you. Come to me. I can help you how to teach online, how to grow a business online and how to start because there were coaches out there teaching how to grow an online business, but they they were kind of far beyond where, like I still was in the beginning stages, but still successful. I wasn't like, I'm not a millionaire, I'm not making even six figures or anything. I'm also where they were and it was much more relatable. 
I love what you said there because, you know, it's it really helps people get around that headspace of like, I'm not expert, quote, enough to do what I what I meant to do. But it just shows that no matter where you're at in your journey, by just starting something, you can find your niche. You can find the people that you can serve and help. And, and that, I think that's a huge takeaway from your story, you know, besides the the, the insane amount of perseverance and grit that you're like, this is just like gold for anybody who's in this headspace right now or going through something like this. But also to take what you had and make something out of it, you're like setting this amazing – and you are doing big things, honestly. Like you're you're doing huge, amazing things and you're helping yoga people. So um, yeah, that's so inspiring. Another thing too, I feel – Similar about my 2016 as your 2018. 2016 was my year of, of one, the first big valley of my life, I'd say, or, or second, but it was my, my hardest, but it really prepped me for 2020. <laughs> I like that you call it a valley. Like that's, that's interesting that you have valley, valley years in your life and then you have may, maybe mountain or peak years. It's true. It's so true. And honestly, even if I find myself going into like a mini valley or like taking on something that's a little hard, I always try to keep the headspace that there is something really, really big at the end of this. I'm going to grow so much. And that actually helps me keep like kind of a light at the end of the tunnel when I'm going through something really challenging. Even if it's something as scary as like losing someone that you love or going through a breakup or something where that it really hits on the on the heart, you know that those challenges that we go through are to sharpen us. And even even in the midst of like the chaos of it, like by bringing our focus back to that, it's a lot like yoga, bringing your focus back to your breath, bringing your mindset back to light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. And that's a big reason why I, I think I became a more of a full-time yoga teacher was I did my yoga teacher training the summer of 2013. And it was three months after my dad had passed away from suicide. So depression and mental health runs in my family. And so that just that's what I want to keep from happening. And so my goal has always been if I can help one person from ending their life, then my whole career is worth it. My whole yoga teaching thing is worth it. And I I don't feel like I could have done that as well at a job behind a computer doing graphic design. It just didn't feel like I was saving the lives I wanted to save. So that's a, a big reason why I continue to um, to, ha- to present affirmations in every one of my morning Zoom classes for myself and for others. And I used to struggle a lot more with seasonal depression or seasonal sadness. And since teaching yoga in the mornings and through the winter times, those blues don't aren't as aren't as prevalent. They're not as strong. And so my goal as a yoga teacher now, I started because I wanted more flexibility, but I'm continuing because I want the health and happiness for myself and others. I, I don't want to pe- pe- see people struggle so much with depression and sadness. I, I Life is so beautiful. I'm looking out at these like trees and flowers and I want everyone to see that. That's so well said, Ashley. Like that touches my heart too because that's very similar to like why I, I do movement. And I feel like when I move in my day, if I get in a good yoga class, go for a run in nature, like meditate on my run. It helps so much because like 
like many of us, like you, I also have those kind of highs and lows, especially in the winter. And that helps alleviate that so much. Mm -hmm. And so I bought a yoga studio, right? It did. I did close it, <laughs> but it's not a sad thing. I want to jump to that. Yeah. So the pandemic hit and I had this closed yoga studio. I thankfully ended up getting some grants and doing everything I could in order to pay for the rent again, which was not cheap. And I, my lease was two years and I ran through my entire lease and then decided I had to make that decision if I was going to continue or if I would close. And so there was there was two parts to it. It was, should I be a people pleaser for the community and sacrifice myself so that the community won't be disappointed? Or am I going to be selfish and provide for me and my family and spend more time with my son, who's now three, and and do that rather than not disappointing people. So hard decision, kind of, but also I knew what was right for me was to be more family oriented. I had to take care of myself first before I could take care of everyone else. And really I was running two businesses. I had the in-person studio and I had an online business now that had grown so much. And I'm helping a lot of yoga teachers with technology, business, and marketing. And that's really what I really what I enjoy. So I decided to go that path, work from home. Now I get to go swimming with my son. I can take weekends off. I can work in the times that I want rather than having to teach a bunch of classes and you know the, the busy times are weekends and evenings. I just can't do that. And I don't have enough of bandwidth to hire people to do that. So for me, deciding to close or not renew my lease was not sad. I was excited for the future. I was looking forward to it. Um, the only sadness came was if someone expressed disappointment. But there are other yoga studios in town. I'm teaching somewhere else now locally once a week. I've invited all my people there if they want to come. And the current yoga studio is now an old-fashioned candy shop. So we get to buy fudge and taffy. And it's actually quite cute. There's, there's getting a lot better use of the space than the yoga studio was or could have. Oh, I love that story. And I love that you like stayed true to yourself, you know, and knowing that you didn't have to please anyone. You knew that your life had to – like you have to fill your cup first mm -hmm. to be able to overflow and serve. And and you, it's just so cool that you that you are, had that experience of like making that decision and, and just trusting it and being strong in that, believing in that. So that's really awesome. And I definitely want to check out the candy store. I'm a huge old-fashioned It's so good. I got Nutella fudge the other day. I Yo. ate the whole square. Oh, my goodness. Like one of my favorite things to do when I travel, honestly, is like actually hit up a good class, a good fitness class, and find a candy store. I know. The two yeah. just some for some I'll reason go to together. <laughs> I should. That actually sounds really fun. We'll have to come check it out. Yeah. If you're in Seattle, this Seattle Pulse Boat is you just take a ferry, which is so much fun. Ferry to Bainbridge Island and it's a few miles up from downtown Seattle. Oh my goodness. I totally can do that because like I have uh, some family out in Oregon that I come to visit often. So maybe we just Yeah. If you ever go to coast. Seattle though. Yes. Yeah. It's three hours from Portland or I'm in the peninsula. So it's gorgeous. I just, I feel like I'm in this magical. I don't know. It's just a magical place. Rainforest is just gorgeous. I'll have to check that out because I really like the Pacific the road. Pacific Northwest. Pacific the PNW. North yes. I took that. So fun story. I like to share this story. 
we actually purchased an RV from my aunt and uncle out there in Oregon. And we, we flew out there, visited them, picked up the RV and drove it back. And that highway is narrow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Just all my. the way to the coast. I still have to do that one sometime is the coast, like drive up and down all the way up. That'd be awesome. That'd be so much fun to drive from like Southern California to Northern to all the way to Washington. That'd be great. That sounds like a dream. That'd be like a perfect yes. like month vacation or mm-hmm. month road trip. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I love it. So, you know, now that you're now kind of diving back in. Okay. Um, now that you're kind of rocking and rolling, so you you've got this, like you've solidified this. Um, what's next? Like, what are your plans to continue your growth and serving in your yoga online community? Okay. So my my growth on the internet, on social media, some of it was intentional. Some of it was unintentional. So I have a Facebook group that has over 33,000 people in it. That started growing March, 2020. It just started exploding when a lot of, a lot of yoga teachers were looking for tips and support while they were going through an online yoga teacher training. So my group just exploded. That was very unintentional. And I don't know what I'm going to do with that group. It's still really great. It's a great resource. It's there. It's called Yoga Sequencing and Teaching Tips. And it just is, it's good. But I'm not sure I want to continue much with it. I'm in this really great space where my goal now is to say no more than I say yes. So I can do that. I'm getting a lot of requests for things. So I can really pick and choose what speaks to me and find what I what I really want to do with my business and in my life. And, and I like being in that space. So I do say no a little bit more. Um, moving forward, I have this wonderful community membership. So I started a membership. I also have my online courses. And they're at a good place for me that – It pays my bills, it sustains me, allows me to travel when I want to, it allows me to to continue to grow, but not too fast. So my growth has has been quite slow. I've been on YouTube for over 10 years and it's it's never I've never went viral. I've never had an explosion of followers or anything like that. And that's what I'm teaching to people is that this is a long-term game, a long game plan, (laughs) long game we have to play. It's not just I lost my job and now a month later I have to replace my income with online yoga teaching. That's just not realistic. So I'm hopefully going to continue to share with people how to show up on video confidently and how to uh, grow a YouTube channel, whatever it is that mostly yoga teachers, but I would hope that I can also inspire people like myself, like single moms, people who maybe don't feel like they have other options, or it's really hard to get daycare, or what can they do in the hours after bedtime that isn't network marketing, something they can do that's that really speaks to them. And that's hopefully what I can help with. And it doesn't have to be yoga teaching. So my what I teach applies to other industries as well, because I'm learning from people who aren't yoga teachers. I just apply what I learn to yoga teachers because that's the audience I've chosen to work with. But it could be broader. I just know that by by choosing a specific audience, it's easier to find the people that need my help. So I'm going to keep growing, um, but slowly. So I grew on Instagram pretty fast. It, I started posting Instagram reels, the hot thing. And based on the advice from experts, and it grew from four thousand to twenty six thousand in a few months, and 
cool, I did it. I proved I could do it, but I don't need hundreds of thousands or millions of followers to make an impact. So instead of growing larger on social media or in marketing, I'm trying to go deeper now. So now it's sending more emails that are helpful to my list of 10,000. So it's sending you know, more advice and tips so the people that are already following me can can benefit. So it's not just me trying to grow, 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 but instead I'm trying to serve more. So I'm shifting from posting a ton of YouTube videos or posting a ton of reels and now to sharing on Instagram stories, which is much more, um, much more behind the scenes in depth for current followers or current friends or subscribers, whatever you want to call them. So I really just want to go deeper with the audience I do have not and in that I will continue to grow but again I'm not looking for that viral explosion or anything I really like the place I'm in right now and I want to sit here for a while and just enjoy it enjoy where I'm at go see my family in Minnesota next month and just have a wonderful summer so I'm I don't want more 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 anymore I just want to feel good and settled and like things are all everything's going to be okay and everything's actually going to be really great but the more you grow, the more stress you have. So let's just sit for a bit and enjoy the the process, enjoy the journey, and maybe go for a hike or two and spend more time with my three-year-old. I think that is so true. It's like you're serving in this, it's almost like a micro micro influencer. You're serving yes. on this community that but you're serving something that's very it's almost like highly nutritious. It's instead of trying to t- give something to everyone, you're giving this like highly jam-packed, educational, great service to a niche market. And that I think is huge. And it's something you love. And it's, you're right, you know, with growth comes more overwhelm, comes more, more, you have to grow yourself with it. And in terms of like mental space or financially, like there's more responsibility and like this, you're finding like this great, healthy, happy headspace and business place to be in. Yes, exactly. And I'm also working on now instead of feeling like like the saying, I'm just surviving and I'm not thriving. I feel like that that's like a cliche phrase now, but it's so true of how I felt. Like I was in survival mode for a long while. And now I'm I, I don't know if it's thriving. I don't know if it's I'm not ultra successful, but I'm in a really nice place where it doesn't feel like survival anymore. It feels like a happy place, a happy balanced place where I can add. I just started doing jujitsu classes for fun. I go swimming at the YMCA with my son twice a week and we have a really good routine. And I know things are going to change again at some point as life always does. But now I'm set up in a way that I can, I can be resilient. I can persevere. And I know because I've gone through these struggles and gone through this hustle mode that that was temporary. And if you're in a season, anybody is in a season of hustle mode and needing to get something off the ground, it is temporary as it should be. So get that up and going. Sometimes there's time for hustle and there's time for just settled. Um, Get that up and going and know that there is light at the other side. There is, there is some relief. There is Uh, your hard work will pay off. But when you're working in a job that doesn't pay you hourly, that is based on more performance or building something, there has to be a lot of patience and consistency. And I see a lot of people who will quit right before 
they actually see those results. Or if it's been a month and they're not seeing anything come of it, they'll quit. So here's another example is um, in March, 2020, when we all went online, I started teaching a bunch of virtual classes and I decided that um, I was going to see what classes worked and what didn't. And I was teaching a ton of classes. It was a lot of work and I'd get maybe one person showing up. So I'd have a my toddler running around and then no one would show up and I was setting up the apartment trying to, everything was just a mess and chaotic. And I thought to myself, okay, if I'm going to teach virtual classes, I have to only do what I love doing because this isn't working. It's not working. People aren't showing up. I'm not enjoying this. So I thought to myself, if I were to wake up one day and never, ever teach this class again, how would I feel? So I was teaching yoga with weights, sculpt classes. I was teaching yin yoga, all these other styles. And I thought of each one. If I woke up and taught, never, never got to teach or practice again, how would I feel? And I boiled it down to one class that if I were to never teach it or never do it again, I would be very upset. It would not, it would not be okay for me. And that one class was 6 a.m. morning movement and meditation. It was a 30-minute morning yoga class that had very simple movement, very simple meditation. And I started teaching that class every weekday at 6 a.m. because it was the time I had when my son was still asleep. And I taught five days a week, and I still am, (laughs) teaching five days a week that same class. And the first 10 months, I had one or two people, always. I never had more than one or two. And it wasn't because I wasn't inviting people. I kind of was, kind of wasn't. But I didn't care if there was one or two because I was being selfish about it. I wanted to get up and move. I wanted to do this for myself. And I was simply inviting friends along the journey too. So if no one showed up, I'd still get up and I'd still record this morning movement and meditation class. And it didn't phase me. It didn't bother me. Whereas someone else who was wanting to make this class, and it was a free class, someone else wanting to grow this or make money from it would have quit because no one's showing up. No one's coming to class. Uh, just last this year, sometime, when was it? Within the year, I had maxed out that class. I had 125 Zoom registrations one day. Then it was 90, then it was 75. And I consistently get 20 to 40 people on every single day. And it's now a pay what you want or donation-based class. I do make some money from it, but not a ton. But I, I didn't see that until at least a year later when I started inviting people. So in a year later, I would have a regular eight people. And then it got up to 10. And then it was 16. And then it was just this after I took the summer off last year, it was 100, 95, 75. And it was amazing. It was crazy, but it, it took time and it took me being super consistent and continuing to talk about it all the time. So on Instagram, the reels that I would make were always inviting people to that free morning class. And I'm actually going to be doing a training, I think, on how I use a free Zoom class to build my business. It doesn't necessarily build my coaching business, but I could turn that into something bigger. And It's just become this amazing anchor point and routine for my life where every day it's the same routine, but I have a different affirmation. Today was I am persistent because I was having tech challenges. So today's affirmation was I am persistent and we do our simple movements and meditation and then I'll do it again tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And that 6 a.m. anchor point of my day is one of the main contributing factors of why I'm able to continue and 
and I don't know, I, it's just so, so magical. So that's one thing that isn't a huge part of my business model, but it helps me as a business owner, as a yoga teacher. And I know it helps so many other people too. Oh, I love that story. You know, that consistency and perseverance is such a huge, huge thing. And you speak such truth because like I've been there too. And I'm sure many of our listeners have been at some point in their life feeling like, why am I even doing this? Does it even matter? But then all of a sudden you keep doing that same thing for a few months and you see the growth and then you're like, whoa, it is working. And it's like getting past that that threshold of like at the like where you're just about ready to give up and you've just about had enough and then you just keep going. And that's so inspiring. I'm excited to try one of your classes too. That sounds really cool. for you if you want to come to morning movement and meditation. <laughs> Even better. I like the sound of that. Oh, Ashley, this has been such a great conversation. I've been so excited to connect, reconnect with you and share your story and Hopefully this, you know, finds, hopefully the listeners are finding something that resonates with them, whether they're into wellness or whatever they're in, if they're starting something new or going through something personally in their life. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been a joy to have you. Thank you. Thank you so much also. And if I'm able to shout out, you can find me anywhere at Ashes Yoga. So my business is Ashes Yoga on Instagram, on websites, on Facebook, A-S-H-E-S Yoga. Ashes yoga, rising from the ashes like a phoenix. Oh, I love that, Ashley. Yes, we'll definitely get people linked up. And then, um, yeah, you guys check out her online stuff. And if you are an, an aspiring online yoga instructor, you could find some huge benefits in connecting with her community. So we'll definitely link everything up in the show notes. And thank you so much, Ashley, for your time today. And I hope you uh, continue on your journey. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you guys enjoyed this episode, show some love by giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Also join our Fit Fabulous community by heading over to FargoFitFriend.com and subscribing to our newsletter, where each week I share my tips, tricks, and resources to help you live a fit, fabulous life.